Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's get at the issue of inflation. When you see numbers like 8.5% for February in the United States, that is really deeply concerning. Uh, it makes many people who were around in the 1980s, and I said this yesterday, it makes many folks who were around in the 1980s tr- sort of very concernedly think back to the days of 18% interest rates uh, and uh, inflation that was massively high. Don't imagine we're headed there, but it does make you think about it. So we're going to talk inflation, where we're headed, what we should expect with our good friend, Professor Eric Cam, macroeconomics professor at Ryerson University, and uh, it's... What's your what's your website? I keep forgetting. What is it, Eric? Um, well, the truth is, my website I don't know, but you can always go to Twitter at Doctor Eric Cam or Facebook me at Doctor Eric Cam or Eric Cam at Ryerson ca. The good listenership can always get in touch with me. And before we even begin, Roy, to you and the listeners, Happy Easter and Happy Passover. Yes, indeed. Happy Easter, Happy Passover. That's why I don't remember your addresses. You have too many. You're supposed to have just like one, maybe two. But you, you know, you're an important guy. You have all sorts of them. Anyway, let's get at this issue of inflation, which has people concerned, has me thinking of days gone by and wondering what's going to be delivered to us in just a matter of days. What do you think? Well, this is the problem is that we are being reminded of the days gone by. And usually we like to call those the good old days, but those were the bad old days. And if I can summarize what Professor Charlebois and Lander have said over the last two days is that we're heading into real periods of uncertainty. And we know, Roy, that uncertainty is a cancer to capitalist modern economies. So unless you're locked into some type of short-term contract, like say a rental agreement on your apartment, the average price level, the average value of an average basket of goods is rising. The price of it is rising like we haven't seen in about 30 years. And it's gonna be devastating. You said, you know, you don't think it's gonna go back to 18 or 20%. I agree with you, I don't think so either. That's why we have strong central banks. But the point is, is we're creeping in a really dangerous direction where three things are happening, where existing real incomes are falling. Our purchasing power is falling. When you walk into the store and take that money out of your wallet, everything you're holding in your hand is worth a little bit less than it was yesterday. And as the price of everything goes up, what's going up faster than others? Well, sadly, it's those core things, Roy. It's gasoline, energy, oil. You know you've made kind of jokes about it. I know you're not kidding that when you go to the gas station or the food store, you can't afford either. And it's very true. So we're just heading into a time of severe, uh, what I like to call monetary uncertainty, that nobody knows in a year from now, where are we going to be? What is our money going to be worth? And more important, Roy, are we going to be able to afford to buy that house that we were already, already on the margin in terms of paying mortgage payments? Uncertainty drives confidence downward and uncertainty is where we are now so then we look at and my my phrase was uh, inflation is when you go to the gas station and the grocery store in the same morning and you can't afford to fill up it either but if uncertainty is driving the confidence level down then we i think justifiably because of all the promises that are made we look to governments and we look to governments to provide us with direction and with uh, with with some positive 
uh, input to make people feel like, hey, somebody's actually in charge of this thing. Somebody's steering. I often said government is like a log floating down the river with 60,000 ants on it, and each ant thinks it's steering. So we, we look to government to provide some direction. What are we getting Dr. Cam, from our federal and provincial governments generally, are we getting direction or are they just one of the ants on the log? I don't think you're getting very much in the way of direction. And I think you're getting the wrong signals. And I'd like to concentrate, as you know, on the federal government. I think that you're getting the wrong signals. This is not the time when people have never been this perilous in years and decades with respect to just putting food on the table and potentially gas in their car and paying their rent. Why are we increasing taxes now? It is counterintuitive. Why carbon taxes? Now, we know that people like green things and green environments, but in my opinion, that whole agenda, Roy, has to be scrapped. It has to be put on the back burner until we provide a little bit more certainty and a little bit better of a foundation for Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner and Child Raiser to be able to do those things without going to bed every night, stressed that tomorrow might be the day we lose our home. But no, what we get are we get carbon taxes and we get socialized daycare and socialized dental care. I made a couple of phone calls this week, Roy, to a couple of my friends that are dentists who said unambiguously, this is the straw that'll break the camel's back. This is going to be what destroys OHIP because dentistry is so, so expensive. So I like the way you're thinking is that we should look at our elected officials for what to do. But I think the, 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 the vision from our elected officials right now is so counterintuitive that it makes me cry. So your next question is going to be, what can people do? Sadly, not much. They can be discriminating. They can be careful. They can can look twice before they make that purchase. It's going to be saving right now. Savings is going to be key so that you have, not not to create, you know, an environment of fear, but People need to have a nest egg, a small nest egg right now, but a nest egg. We've got to start helping people and start to to give them a sense that they're not going to lose their home or their car or their or the ability to feed their kids at every turn. And right now, Roy, government is not giving us that message. No. And Mr. Trudeau, at a time right after he, you know, they uh, they released the budget was traveling around Canada talking about people buying EVs. That's not the message that he should be sending. He should be sending a message of confidence and really saying, this we're actually governing, we're actually creating forward momentum, we understand the problems, the issues, and we're going to address them. We just had uh, Professor Charlebois tell us, as he did last weekend, when the federal government was brought down, there wasn't any dedicated section in the budget that that had to do with agriculture. Agriculture is significantly important to this country, and it helps feed people in Canada, so we don't have that direction. All right, so now, Professor Cam, we're going to get the interest rate next week, or in a matter of days. What do you expect it to be, and what do you expect the Bank of Canada to do, and what should the average person who's listening now, how should they prepare themselves for what's coming our way? They're going to have to brace themselves, Roy. This isn't going away. There's going to be a 25 to 50 basis points increase when the bank meets again. And I'm going to tell you why. If you look at the webpage of the Bank of Canada, it says we are Canada's central bank. We are committed to price stability. Well, if that's their mission, they're failing. So the only way that they can come back and recover their reputation is to raise interest rates and raise them significantly and hope and hope that that takes a bite 
out of some of the inflation. But it's going to be, you know, they say strap in, we're in for a rocky ride. Interest rates are only going up. Mortgage rates are significantly going up. Borrowing rates are significantly going up. So this is my message. I'm not the prime minister. He's the 1% who speaks to the 1%. I'm the entitled that speaks to the population. And I tell the population to be careful, be discriminating. And if you don't have to make that purchase, this is not the time to make that purchase until your foundation looks a little bit more stable. It's really disturbing to me that we have every opportunity in this country, every opportunity to export energy that the world needs. We found out about Germany's situation. Germany's importing oil and gas from Russia and essentially is violating the the, the, the accepted uh, thinking in, in Europe, and that is you embargo Russia. Germany's not doing it because they feel they need the energy from Russia. So the government has the responsibility to provide us with incentive, and one of the ways they can do that is to bring in some cash into Canada, sell the surplus energy that we have. Let's get at it. Let's uh, ethically get at it. Let's move it to other parts of the world where they need it, where they're going to buy it from somebody, might as well be us and bring billions and billions of dollars into this country to fund what we like to call our social programs. But that's not being done either. No, because this is a perverse little country, Roy. And for some reason, from north to south to east to west, if somebody asked me, what do we do best? What can we produce best and sell to the world? It would be food and it would be energy. But for some reason, in those two goods for which we have a massive, a massive specialization and comparative advantage, we turn our back to it and we do other things. And that is partially responsible, along with the supply chain, along with the pandemic, why we are where we are. But you have a prime minister who doesn't rally for pipelines and rally to become a seller. He rallies to be a buyer and to let people who can't afford their next meal to be incentivized to buy a $60,000 electric car. It makes my head hurt and I feel terrible for the population. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.